This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. got no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller and Chris Black. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning. Merry Christmas Eve. The NFL is going to hijack your holiday if you're still (laughs) in the fantasy football playoffs because it is championship week. Championship week. It is your Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, either or if you're playing fantasy football. We are here for you today. No fear, no worries. We will help you get that victory. I am Jeff Meller along with Chris Black. And if you are in your championship, feel free to give us a call. 312-332-3776 or tweet at us. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Chris is at Chris Black. And again, of course, we will help you win that elusive championship good morning jeff and you said it right um today's going to be a busy day it's christmas eve maybe you have uh some last minute shopping to do maybe you're running around going to the store to pick something up maybe some all unsalted butter that you have to pick up for your your wife or whoever you, you know what i mean like you got errands the, to run the cookies need to be baked yeah cookies so. need to be baked uh there's a lot of stuff to do today the bears are playing the browns maybe not to your interest uh that means week 16 the perfect time to pay attention to your fancy team especially if you're playing for that championship or maybe you're in the losers bracket you can't be the absolute loser of your league. Yes. Today is your day, my friend. To avoid that punishment yes. that you're yeah, you're trying to. You don't to. want the sandwich board and walking down the street saying, I'm a fantasy football loser. Yeah, you don't want to end up like David Kaplan doing the walk of shame. shame. <laughs> Which I believe is, uh, there's been negotiations done on that, and I believe that will be paid off in the new year. Oh, he's going to do it, huh? There's some form of it. So, Oh, oh I thought he was backing out. There there were some negotiations. Higher ups had to come in. I, I thought the Waddle and Sylvie show didn't negotiate with guys like Cat. We try not to. Okay, but, but I right. think ultimately we just wanted the punishment right. to be fulfilled. So <laughs> some, yeah, some concessions were made, but it is what it is. And yes, I, I don't know what to tell you because I know everyone who listens to this show is a big time fantasy football enthusiast, and whenever the Christmas Eve, Christmas yeah. holiday falls on the weekend. It's always a a bit of a disaster trying to balance your family with your fantasy football team. Because let's be honest, if you're playing right now, it is the most important week of the year. And so you'll have to just hopefully embrace the camaraderie with your family members and encourage them to root for your players today with you. And hopefully you're playing fantasy football with the ESPN Fantasy Football app because that's the best app to play fantasy football, and that will be your friend today. Of course it will, because you can pretend to have and care about those that small talk with family members. When yeah, you can, Uncle when you, Earl. Okay, yeah, cool story, buddy. Um, I'm looking at my well, fantasy well, in team. All, in all reality, you're just waiting to check the live scoring <laughs> from your ESPN app. 
And on that ESPN app today, can you expect to see this player in your starting lineup accumulating points? Breeze out of the shotgun. Mark Ingram outside the hash of the left. He's releasing to the flat. Breeze fires to the corner route. It is caught. Back in the end zone. Touchdown New Orleans, Michael Thomas. And this one is particularly tricky because Michael Thomas was added to the injury report very late in the week. Actually, after the injury report was due on Friday, he was then added with a hamstring issue and i'll be honest it is never a good sign to see a player added with a soft tissue injury late in the week now there are some conflicting reports as well adam schefter has already tweeted out this morning that michael thomas is expected to play ian rapaport has tweeted out that he is a 50 50 chance of playing and it will be a game time decision so I'm going to tell you, monitor Michael Thomas. And the unfortunate thing is, if you're a Michael Thomas owner, I don't think you can really get away from not using him unless you are just absolutely loaded and stacked at the wide receiver wide receiver position. You know, he's he's a top ten play, and it is it's very it's it's a very enticing matchup against the Falcons. So I am going to encourage you most most of you out there. If you have Thomas, assuming he's active, and like I said, Schefter is reporting that he's expected to play, then uh, you're probably going to have to use him. I'm just giving you the news. It's it's going to be a tough one out there. Yeah, and speaking to uh, Michael Thomas being a top 10 play, he's the second player in NFL history to have 90 receptions in each of his first two seasons. Odell Beckham Jr. did in his first three. Thomas's 94 catches this season are third most in the league. Yeah, and he's really come on of late as well, so... That's why it is a, you know, if you were able to survive the early season troubles with Michael Thomas and you were able to make the playoffs, you've probably benefited greatly from his run here late in the year. And it is uh, disappointing for Michael Thomas owners to see this creep up. But like I said, it's a great matchup against the Falcons for him at home in the Dome. So it's one of those things where if he is active and like I said, early reports are that he is expected to go, you're going to need to use him, in my opinion. Cousins gives to Pirine, and he's into the end zone for a Redskins touchdown. Samaje Pirine's first rushing touchdown as a Redskin, and it puts the skins on top. So Samaje Pirine, somebody who kind of found himself in people's lineups as the season progressed because he's been getting the workload. Well, he also is a game-time decision, and that means that if he's not able to go, Capri Bibbs, fantasy owners may be familiar with him from uh, Denver Broncos days. Maybe had a little one or two week stretch there where he maybe may have even been used by people out there. But Capri Biggs, I'm sorry, Capri Bibbs looks to be the uh, guy who will step in if P Ryan is unable to go today for the Redskins. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks for P Ryan uh, before he had back to back 20 carry games against the Giants and the Saints, and then he went 12 attempts, 17, 14. So. If you are someone that is uh, in the situation where you have to play him in your lineup, uh, chances are today you're probably looking somewhere else, especially based off the injury news. And you want to find someone who's going to get the maximum attempts for your team that you're looking for, um, especially if it's your championship round. You can't can't fly by the seat of your pants with this one. You need to go somewhere else with with your play. Yeah, I mentioned Capri Bibbs mostly as one of those situations where if you were counting on Pirine, 
and you know you don't have an alternative he's sure. somebody who very likely could still be out there on your waiver wire and you know kind of an emergency play if you need a running back who's going to get the workload but yeah i agree with you it's not someone i feel very comfortable playing if i can avoid it at all blitz on the way simeon floats one of the end zone sanders with the catch touchdown denver Sanders gets up, takes a bow, and then fires a Nolan Ryan fastball right into the back of the end zone. No Nolan Ryan fastballs coming from Emmanuel Sanders today in celebration because he has already been ruled out, has not made the trip with the Denver Broncos against the Redskins today. So Emmanuel Sanders will not be there. Cody Lattimore as well did not make the trip, which means that uh, Demarius Thomas could see an increased workload today as the the only real wide receiving threat for the Broncos that you'd be interested in for fantasy purposes. So I will say, you know, Demarius Thomas looks like he may find his way into your lineup in certain situations worth considering without Sanders and Lattimore there today. And also uh, Brock Osweiler was announced that he's likely to be the starter against the Redskins. Um, So the Denver Broncos are in a bad situation, whether it's Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler. Neither have helped themselves this year in becoming the number one starter for the Broncos. And it's also affected Demarius Thomas. He's seven receptions shy of 80 for the season. If he reaches that milestone, it will mark the sixth such season. It will break a tie with Rod Smith for most in Broncos history. He's been a fantastic wide receiver for Denver. No doubt. And you, you point out the catches. That's really where Demarius Thomas comes, you know, becomes a real fantasy productive player for you because in the PPR format, he definitely earns his keep. I will say I was encouraged by Osweiler's play the last time the Broncos actually took the field. He came on in relief of Trevor Simeon against the Colts in that Thursday nighter, you'll remember. And uh, I want to say, I think it was Tariko doing that game, mentioning that. Yeah. Uh, Osweiler had talked about how Hugh Jackson, believe it or not, Hugh Jackson of all people, in that short stint he had with the Browns actually helped him work on his basic fundamentals, his footworks, his footwork, things he thought kind of got away from him a little bit. And I'll tell you what, against the Colts in relief, he came on, he was 12 for 17, 194 yards, two touchdowns. I understand it was the Colts, but you saw, you know, the Colts are still... They, they're not just lying down out there like the Bengals. The, yeah. the Colts are still putting up a fight. We saw that yesterday against the Ravens. So uh, I'm not saying you're going to use Osweiler. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm just pointing out that I think someone like Demarius Thomas, you can maybe be encouraged by Osweiler's play. It, it'll be also be interesting to see how Osweiler or if Paxton Lynch gets another shot here at the end of this season. See, It'll be interesting to see how they play because mm-hmm. a lot of news was made yesterday about John Elway being on the sideline to see Josh Allen play yes. uh, in the Idaho Potato Bowl. So clearly the Broncos are scouting quarterbacks. That's where they want to go with their draft pick in the upcoming draft. So Osweiler needs to showcase himself, and if Paxton Lynch gets in, he needs to actually play well for once. The Idaho Potato Bowl is my favorite bowl. Yeah. It has been Blue since, Field. Come on, it has been since the uh, now defunct Grape Bowl no longer exists. So, <laughs> guys, it's the famous yes, Idaho it, Potato right, Bowl, right? Right? Because they're yeah. famous potatoes. Like, where else do you get a potato from? Only Idaho, Ireland. Maybe they're probably sure. not imported though. Local, I, I'm locally, sure they make. So. There, there are potato farmers all across the Midwest. It's you know what though. I, Idaho has the uh, the best PR firm for potatoes. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. They, they get it out there because that's the <laughs> one that you're going to uh, go to more times than not. Uh, let's let's uh, kick it off here with George in Racine, our good old buddy George, longtime listener. Yes. Hello, George. What's up, man? 
How are you? Merry Christmas to you guys. You as um, well. I have uh, a final, obviously, and it's a PPR lead, and I need uh, four of six, and there's two tight ends in there. Um, so, but, so I, one of them has to be a tight end, but I could play both tight ends. Okay. And it's A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas, you were just talking about, Larry Fitzgerald, Matthews from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then the two tight ends are Graham and Olson. All right. So that's a, you, you know what? It's a plenty of talent there. And I'll admit, I just mentioned the one, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to start Bengals. Yeah, no. But, but. AJ Green to me is somebody that I just can't get away from. Like again, in, there's certain situations maybe you have, you know, just the the cream of the crop in terms of wide receiving options. Maybe you have a DeAndre Hopkins and a Julio Jones, and so then I would say okay, but why would you have AJ Green as well? You know, trades happen, but AJ Green is somebody I cannot not start in my championship week, George. So I'm locking him in first and foremost. We just talked about Demarius Thomas, and in the PPR format of those options, I definitely like him as well. So AJ Green, Demarius Thomas, one, two. Fitzgerald, there's another thing. With the PPR format, I cannot not start him. So I'm going to cross off Rashard Matthews. Then it comes down to for your tight end spot, Olsen versus Jimmy Graham. And I'll tell you what, Jimmy Graham, he is a nice red zone threat, nine touchdowns this year. But the Seahawks have not been nearly as impressive. They have not been throwing to him lately as much as they have in the past. And Greg Olson proved last week that he's back. I like Greg Olson this week over Jimmy Graham. So, again, to recap, A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas, Fitzgerald, and then uh, throw in Greg Olson there for you, George. Those would be my picks. I agree with you. And I, it's, for me, the uh, conflict would be between Matthews and Thomas. And I think you play Thomas because I, I think if anyone's going to give you production, it will be Demarius Thomas against a, a Washington Redskins defense. I don't really trust Richard Matthews the same way against a really, really, really good Los Angeles Rams defense. No. So, yeah, no, so I, I would go Thomas in that conflict and I, I believe the Olsen pick is a good one too. Yeah, no, that, that that's that's a good point. It's just the targets should clearly be there for Demarius Thomas. Yep. Rashard Matthews, you know, he's been productive this year, but like you just said, let, let let's not he had a nice week last week, six for ninety five and a touchdown. But outside of that, there's been plenty of just three catch games for for Rashard Matthews where you where I feel pretty strongly that Demarius Thomas is going to be your featured wide receiver for the Broncos with Lattimore and Sanders gone. Let's try Garrett and Elgin. Good morning, Garrett. Hey, what's going on, man? So I'm uh, pretty torn here. I am in uh, the championship of my .5 PPR league, and I have a wide receiver conundrum. So I have Sanu, mm-hmm. Goodwin, um, Cole, with Hearns now being out. He's very uh Oh, yeah, Keelan, Keelan Cole, and very then, productive. And then Kendall Wright now, but with the weather crappy in Chicago, I don't know if I trust him. So I have those four cats to pick from, uh, and this is a huge, huge call. Yeah. All right. So Garrett, let's say let's eliminate Kendall Wright because I I, I know I understand the inclination, but as we stand right now uh, on the corner, yeah, I don't really trust him. Yeah, as we're in the corner state lake, I see these snow flurries beginning to come down here, and we have Mitchell Trubisky still throwing the ball in a conservative offense. So let's let's get Kendall Wright out of <laughs> oh, there right man. off right off the get go. Because <laughs> look, here's one thing: yeah. it's a lot of times a tiebreaker for me. You look at the wide receiver you're going to start. Think of it this way: you're not just starting the wide receiver; you're starting the quarterback. And I think True. we've seen enough from Trubisky to be scared, at least in terms of some of the other better options you have there. 
For me, I, I'm going to get Keelan Cole locked in there because oh, man. I, I, you, it sounds like you don't want to hear that, Garrett. But no, it's cool. <laughs> the, look, here's the thing. You're in your championship week. He scored three straight weeks. You laid out the fact that you, you laid out the fact that Alan Hearns is out. Mark Marquise Lee is also out. True. Like, yeah. Keelan Cole has emerged as somebody that Blake Bortles seems to trust. And Blake Bortles has been effective. Like I said, three weeks in a row, Keelan Cole has scored a touchdown. He's a burner. If he if he gets a, if he if he catches a long one, it could go the distance. That could be that could make your week right there. I'm locking in Keelan Cole. Then it comes down to Sanu versus Goodwin. And look, the I've been saying all week this this test for Garoppolo is really interesting because everybody's been raving. You saw the video clip going around Twitter, the turning point from Ooh. NFL Films got <laughs> towel oh, people man. off because oh. oh wow. My goodness, he's a handsome man. He leads Garrett, your- did you see it? Yeah, he is, oh. he is a he is a stud. He's a <laughs> um so I like I, I like Goodwin. He's he's shown a chemistry with him. Muhammad's but he's gonna, get, he's gonna get Ramsey, man. Ramsey, I looked at look back no, the last five weeks. Ramsey is like locked down. Like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I do think though. Look, and he's not DeAndre Hopkins, but Marquise Goodwin is in a similar situation to DeAndre Hopkins right now. DeAndre Hopkins last week had four for eighty and a touchdown against J- Jalen Ramsey. The key for Hopkins was he got thirteen targets. Marquise, yeah, the looks will be there. Marquise Goodwin is is kind of in the same situation. I agree with you. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I think the volume will be there for Goodwin with Sanu. I'm always like, if Sanu scores a touchdown, he makes a week. But like you know, in a half point PPR, yeah. it's a little. I, I don't like the upside of Sanu, so I would play Goodwin and Cole and roll oh, with man. the big play upside there, Garrett. And you know what? The good news is they're both in the late game, so you know, you, you your season will not be destroyed by noon. That's, you know what? That's a good point. You know what? You know, I will, I will roll with that, man. I, I don't know if that's the most sound philosophy, but in that situation, I like. No, honestly, though, I like Cole and Goodwin better. So over Sanu, Sanu's, you know, his, he's got limited upside. You know, you know, he might have a touchdown here or there, and that'll be a solid week. But the reality is, Julio is going to get fed the ball. Keelan Cole and Marquise Goodwin could be the top target getters in that in uh, that game for each team. Jeff, you're always talking about touches, and if you look at Marquise Goodwin, all you have to do is go and look at the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. Go to the first game that Garoppolo started against the Bears December 3rd. He got eight receptions off of eight targets. He had 99 yards. The next week against the Texans, 12 targets. He caught six of those balls, 106. The following week against Tennessee, last week, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 114 yards. So clearly, Jimmy Garoppolo is utilizing and going to Marquise Goodwin. Jeff makes a great point. He will get the targets. He will get catches. Uh, He will have a tough defense on the other side of the ball across from him. But still, Garoppolo clearly is trusting Marquise Goodwin, and he's a a fancy play today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing is when you get to this point in the season, the targets, you know. Well, I mean, look. All you have to do is look at the weeks before Garoppolo started. Against Seattle, six targets. Against the Giants, two targets. Against the Cardinals, eight. You know, it's it's obvious that Garoppolo is looking Goodwin's way. It's Look, and this is how risk-adverse are you. I'll be honest. With the volume that Goodwin is seeing, it, it, 
I have to look at the last three week breakdown because I, I did not do that. But those tar- he might be leading the NFL in targets over the last three weeks since Garoppolo has been under center for the 49ers. And honestly, if I am a Michael T- Thomas owner and I happen to have Marquise Goodwin, this is a situation where I might be more inclined to play it safer with a guy I know is going to be healthy out there and see a lot of the looks as opposed to Michael Thomas, who, again, is dealing with a hamstring issue, who may still play. But I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm always scared when a guy crops up on the injury report late in the week and then all of a sudden is playing. You just kind of shrug your shoulders and hope for the best. But I'm, nobody's going to know what Michael Thomas is going to be able to give you when he goes out there and uh, if he's... A, if he's even active today. So that's just kind of the way, you know, in the championship week, I might be inclined to play the safer play in Goodwin, somebody who I know is going to get targets. I'm guessing in the last three weeks, he probably is leading the league because he's 32nd overall in the league. Yeah. In targets. For the entire season. And so he certainly was not receiving targets for like the first nine weeks of the year. Yeah, right. So I would imagine he's pretty close to the top of the board uh, if you only look at the last three weeks. That is Chris Black. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. If you are still alive in your Fantasy Football Playoffs, we will help you win your league today if you have a question. Let's try Rob in Streamwood. Good morning, Rob. What's going on? Hey, morning, guys. Merry Christmas Eve to both of you. And you as well. Uh, yes, I'm in a championship game. Obviously, I'm not in the loser bracket. Uh, and I have a question for you guys. Who should I start as quarterback? Uh, Cam Newton or Russell Wilson? I have Russell Wilson on my lineup, but I just wanted to ask the experts like both of you. All right. What do you guys think about that? So, let's. I'll be honest. How strongly you feel your team is, Rob? Because I think the safety is there with Russell Wilson. But I'm not going to lie. We haven't mentioned it yet because I think it's pretty obvious. But the return of Ezekiel Elliott this week, I think with the Seattle Seahawks defense really banged up, I do expect the Cowboys to have a pretty solid game running the ball. I do think they will limit the amount of time the Seahawks actually have possession of the ball. So Mm -hmm. I think the safety is there with Russell Wilson, but I like Cam Newton's upside. So I Mm -hmm. personally would probably be inclined to play Cam Newton this week. Mm-hmm. But I'll admit, if you if the rest of your team is really really strong, maybe I take well, the safety with Russell Wilson. Well, last night I had um, Minnesota's defense and uh, Doyle, the tight end, yeah. and David um, Murray, so they got me thirty three points combined. Those three guys, sure. So uh, we'll see. You know, my, the whole team is stacked, but it's just that quarterback play. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's like one week I'll start Russell Wilson and Cam Newton gets points, and then the final week I'll start Cam Newton and Russell Wilson gets me all the points. No, I understand. I personally, yeah. I think I would lean towards Russell Wilson, but the upside for Cam Newton against the Bucks is certainly higher, in my opinion, this week. So, look, it's a great, it's a great question to have. I'm not, and and that one's really tough. I personally would probably lean towards starting Russell Wilson. So, Russell Wilson ranks number one on ESPN.com uh, for Week 16's uh, quarterback play in fantasy football. So. Russell Wilson's number one. Number two is Tom Brady. Number three, Cam Newton. I uh, I like the Cam Newton play against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers have the 31st ranked DVOA defense. Yeah. So the Buccaneers defense is atrocious. I think Cam might be able to take advantage of them and give you a big day. But I, you know, everyone's safe play would be Russell Wilson because yeah. he's ranked number one. You know what you're going to get from him. But I do like taking advantage of a bad defense, I mean, that- especially at the end of the season, because you never know. You get up. 
10, you get up 14, and all of a sudden they pack it in. Yes. Those, those arm tackles become alligator tackles, and all of a sudden you get a couple extra touchdowns just because guys don't care anymore. It's the end of the year. No, that's exactly it. We're at the point of the year where plenty of players are making the quote-unquote business decisions. Yes. They, look, they'll, they'll go out there and the game will begin, and they may give you a, a strong effort for the first quarter, maybe, maybe even into the third quarter. But if that team happens to fall behind at any point by a significant margin, a lot of times you will see a bit of quits on the field. And I think that's a valid point. Like I said, you can't go wrong there. And, and, and I am encouraged, or um, I am a little discouraged, I guess, by the fact that I could see the Cowboys just pounding the ball. Elliott fresh off of yeah. his six week suspension where he hasn't. You know, had to deal with the grind. I mean, if you believe the reports, he was, he, you know, players in Dallas have talked about how he's clearly slimmer, looks like he's in better shape at this point. And the, just the fact that he's been, he's rested, he may be in line for a monster game against the Seattle Seahawks run defense that just got terrorized last week against the Rams. So I, look, I, as I'm, as I'm laying it out there more, I can see why Cam Newton might be your play this week if you're, you know, you have the decision between both. Again, I'm Jeff Meller along with Chris Black, uh, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up after us, no worries, Mongo and Fred Hubner will have all of your Bears-Browns breakdown as the, the Browns try and get off the schneid against the local Chicago Bears who are, I don't know, just trying to prevent becoming the laughingstock of the NFL as the Jeff, only team Jeff, it's snowing downtown. Come on. Bears football on the lakefront. Get ready. Boy, God help us! It is <laughs> I, now. Now that's snowing. You know, I I think a big conversation a lot of us has had over the week is how many people are actually going to go to this game. If it snows all morning, what are we looking at? Ten thousand no shows? Fifteen thousand? Oh, I, I think we're going over fifteen thousand no shows really? today. I do. I think it's going to be a bad. bad My fiance sold her tickets yesterday on StubHub. Ooh, someone bought them. That's insane. I mean, there are people out there who have never been to a professional football game, and I, I think that's like a nice treat to take maybe your kids. But like, is I could it, imagine if the weather wait, doesn't look good this morning. Is it? Is it really, Chris? You and I are jaded. We we are both a part of families that have season tickets, so we get to go to a lot of games. But I think some people still find it neat to go to a game, especially if you can buy it on the cheap. No, you're, today's your true. day. Uh, but if it's snowing at eight twenty eight a.m., yikes! You this know could what? be a good day. A little tip from a couple of season ticket holders out yeah. there: if you are heading to the game for the first time, if you're mm-hmm. bringing a little one for the first time, bring some newspaper. That concrete can get cold. It'll uh, help if you just lay it down onto the uh, you know the concrete floor there. It will uh, at least keep you a little bit warmer. Get the uh, hand warmers. Put one in each pocket for mm-hmm. your hands, and then put one in each of your shoes down by the toes. And uh, maybe bring a little uh, hand towel so that when you get there, you can wipe down the seat, which will in all yeah. likelihood be have snow on it. Be, yeah, yep. snow or at least like melted snow, which will be wet. So or you can have a dry sit seat. on your couch and start a fire in the fireplace. No, no, Eric, that we're, we're giving tips for those who are going. You know what? Though, that's that, mine. That's a good <laughs> tip if you're not going from Eric Ostrowski, who's been doing yeoman-like work all season as our producer on Fantasy Football Frenzy. All right, plenty of phone lines jam-packed here, so we will uh, take a quick time out and get back and answer all your dilemmas and help you again win your fantasy football championship right here on ESPN 1000.
listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Playoffs? Have a lineup question? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Or do you just simply need an expert push because you're too indecisive yourself? Playoffs? Call the experts at 312-332-ESPN. Get your lineup quandary solved. I just hope we can win a game. On ESPN 1000. And it's not just a game. It's the championship game that we uh, hopefully have you playing. Because God, God help you if you're you're playing your fantasy oh. championship next week. That's always a bad idea. But no fear. I will be here next week if you are one of those lunatics who happens to play into week 17 in your fantasy football season. Determining some sort of championship you know, generally, hopefully, a lot of teams playing in the Week 17 format are doing so because it's maybe a points league where you're just accumulating and it actually makes a little more sense. It's not like a head-to-head style. But, again, or maybe you're doing the two-week championship and so you extend it out to Week 17. Although, I still say I would encourage you in the future to, if that's your preference, you want a two-week championship, I still say you're better off trying to make the championship Week 15 and 16 and even, you know, chopping off one week of regular season play because week 17 is so hectic and chaotic but again i will be here next week on new year's eve if you need some help for your fantasy football league uh i believe i'll be solo chris yeah, see, as you uh, will see be. jeff i i will not be here next week and it's not because i'm throwing a protest against those who have a fantasy league deciding their championship in week 17 Don't it's lie, uh, that, that's actually I'm, the main reason yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, going to be uh, here I'm going to be busy Saturday night. I'm getting married. So uh, best of luck to you on Sunday morning because I I, yes. I will not be in shape to uh, give fancy advice. That's And you know what? That's okay because it is week 17. So. I mean, may, maybe I could call in with my own quandary, but uh, my league will not have a championship game on uh, next weekend. So Flex, uh, yeah. Yeah, Flex, Flex new wife on Sunday morning will have to – maybe we'll check in with you. We'll just yeah. say, hey, Chris, let's yeah. do an 8.30 a.m. call and say, hey. I'll be up. How was the we'll wedding last night, buddy? Feeling on our good? way to O'Hare. So, so. let's do it. But congrats to you. Thank you. An early congrats. This is, uh, again, Chris's last fantasy football show as a single man. So, but Guys, will, make it good. But I will be here next week. Uh, make it good, guys. With, Let's go. With, uh, with, with some answers for you and also uh, possibly some year in review type stuff for fantasy. So... Don't worry, we'll be here for you. But uh, let's get after the phone lines because, like I said, plenty of people have questions. So let's try Tom in Bridgeport. What's going on, Tom? Hi, guys. How are you? Happy holidays. You as well. Um, I need two out of these three. I said I called in earlier, one out of two, but I need two out of these three. Okay. Uh, Golden, Golden Tate, Barber, the running back from Tampa Bay, or Lamar Miller. All right. So I'm going to say, yeah, I put Golden Tate in first. And then, you know what? I would play Peyton Barber over Lamar Miller. Haven't liked what I've seen from the Texans the last couple of weeks and Lamar Miller really struggling of late. So Peyton Barber, I know it's a tough matchup against the Panthers, but the reality is, you know, without Doug Martin there to kind of get in the get in the way, you can feel pretty confident that Peyton Barber should should see 15 to 20 touches. And, you know, if they keep it close, it'll be on the higher end. So I like Peyton Barber just for the volume alone. Yeah, over the last couple of weeks, Peyton Barber against the uh, Packers on the 3rd of December had 23 attempts for 102 yards. Following week against the Lions, 12 carries for 58. And then last week, 13 carries for 53. So I think it's a good assessment by Jeff that he'll get at least, you know, 
13, 15, 16 carries. And if it's a close game, you might be looking at the mid-20s if they utilize Barber uh, for uh, that Tampa Bay offense. 312-332-3776. That's how Anthony got in. Anthony and Crete. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, I have uh, Blake Bortles or uh, Nick Foles for my championship. All right. So, you know what? I'll be honest. I, I don't love the idea of going with Nick Foles, but... The weapons are there for him. He's not a great quarterback, but he's been able to produce some pretty solid fantasy days. And this week, hosting the Oakland Raiders, you've got yourself a very nice matchup. And Blake Bortles, as they head out to San Francisco, you know what? They just won the division. I'm not saying it's going to be a letdown game, but the possibility exists for the Jags. So I think I like Nick Foles a little bit. I think he's a little safer than Bortles right now. Yeah, Blake Bortles has been the um, – he is the guy when people try and confuse uh, real football uh, success and fantasy success. Because over the years, Blake Bortles has been an yeah. okay fantasy play, but he hasn't been necessarily a good quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but this is not your week if he's going uh, – if the decision between Bortles and Nick Foles yeah. – Nick Foles, four touchdowns last week – Stepping in, playing well for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I would play Nick Folds over Blake Bortles, even though Bortles has had a really good fantasy season so far this year. Yeah, the weapons are there for Foles to take advantage of. But I will say, and, and that's you laid it out perfectly, that's the difference between fantasy football and real football. Blake Bortles maligned for you know the all all the la- all last season, most of this preseason, and then out of nowhere, the Jaguars' defense becomes. Elite, the best defense in the league. And Bortles has really done a nice job as a caretaker. And over the last three weeks, he's been a productive fantasy player. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually starting Blake Bortles this week in one league over Matt Ryan. I've seen enough of Matt Ryan this this season, especially the last last yeah. three weeks, that I have, I, I'm not encouraged for his matchup this week against the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be extra motivated after a... Very disappointing loss on Thursday night, a couple weeks back to the Falcons. And I think that uh, Matt Ryan has been too inconsistent. Steve Sarkeesian, I know your favorite, oh, has yes. really disappointed yeah. with with, uh, Awful. with some play calling Terrible. that hasn't seemed Big to surprise. take advantage. Wow. Oh, amazing. A guy who's never done anything. You know what his nickname was at Washington? Seven win Sark because he never won more than seven games and somehow he got the USC job. Uh, before we move on from uh, Matt Ryan, did uh-huh. you see this uh, stat tweet out by Adam Schefter earlier this morning? Drew Brees and Matt Ryan will face off against each other for the 19th time. It only trails one other quarterback pair who met 21 times in their career. Do you know who that is? Jim Kelly versus Dan Marino. Bingo. I, yeah, that that one I I do know that they've you know the all time uh, in terms of AFC East their entire career for the most part there Kelly versus Marino yeah so I knew that one was the all time leader. However, as you point out, that means that Drew Brees and Matt Ryan in all likelihood will surpass it within you know two seasons from now because you have to imagine. They will both be under center for the Saints and Falcons for the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, continue on. Word, Jeff in Deerfield. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. I'm in the uh, couch bowl. And uh, <laughs> so I have uh, – usually I start cooks. Um, I am playing – the guy that I'm playing against does have uh, has uh, Brady starting. But I was wondering if I should maybe – 
instead of cooks go with uh i have jeffrey as well as my uh choice yeah you know what jeff i actually would go ahead and start brandon cooks partially because of the brady factor i think you definitely with a guy like brady who can go crazy having brandon cooks on your side will limit the upside of your opponent there and jeffrey again with nick Foles under center don't love that right now a pretty solid matchup for the Patriots against the Bills today, so I would actually start Cooks over Jeffrey. Yeah, over the last two weeks, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, two touchdowns uh, against the Rams. He went five. He had five receptions, 11 targets. Last week, four receptions on 10 targets and a touchdown. Jeffrey will give you some production, but he also gives you drop balls. He is a wide receiver when you look at the stats that he gets high volume in targets, but he doesn't complete the passes from the quarterback. And then you have a new quarterback in Nick Folds. We were just talking Folds and Bortles. I like Folds in that matchup, but if you're looking at Patriots, Cooks and Brady, I go with the Patriots over over the newer quarterback, Nick Folds, and Alshon Jeffrey. And also what will help Cooks is that Chris Hogan and James White both out, not expected to play today for the Patriots, which just means more opportunities for Brandon Cooks. And if you're worried about Foxborough and the weather, you don't have to be. It is... 35-36 throughout most of the game. No percep- no precipitation in the forecast. So uh should just be a nice day for football up in New England. And uh, you will have an opportunity to take advantage of that as a Brandon Cooks owner. Hello, David in Chicago has a PPR question. What's up? Uh, hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, so I need to take two out of three. I got Jordan Howard, Alvin Kamara, and Leonard Fournette. You know what? This one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to go with Kamara and Fournette. I understand that uh, you may be looking at the Browns and saying that's a matchup I want to exploit, but I'll tell you what. The Browns actually really good mm-hmm. on Rundy. Yeah. So th- that one's pretty easy. Kamara and Fournette. Fournette has been removed from the injury report, so even though he missed last week, you shouldn't have any concerns because the Jaguars will have plenty of opportunities to ride him and ho- you know, in what they hope will be their pursuit of a their continued pursuit of a buy in the AFC. Surprisingly trash game of the Bears and Browns today have two defenses that are middle of the pack. You have the Bears who in DVOA are ranked 14th overall on defense. The Browns are ranked 16th. So even though they're not a good football team, uh, they have a defense that's pretty decent. So Jordan Howard going up against that, it's snowing right now. Who knows what the footing will be throughout the day, whether or not Jordan Howard will be able to run downhill. Um, especially up the middle. So I would go with Kamara, definitely. Yeah, you want to keep him in the lineup for sure. Let's try Mark in Homewood. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. Love the show. I have a flex question for you, Standard League. I have uh, Greg Olson at tight end with the Panthers or Kerwin Williams running back Arizona. All right. You know what? For me, this one, I'm, I'm going to go with Greg Olson, and it's pretty pretty easy for me. Kerwin Williams, he's a big platter the Cardinals, he's getting the volume, I understand that, but the reality is their offense, you know, is not something that really is very efficient these days. You, you, you know, Kerwin Williams might see 17 carries for 60 some odd yards like he has the last few weeks, but they're having a very difficult time scoring, and so I don't think there's too much upside with Kerwin Williams, whereas with Greg Olson, we finally were encouraged by what we saw last week, 9 for 116 and a touchdown. That is... I've just been waiting for that for the most part. It, you know, 
I wanted to see him healthy. We saw that last week. I feel comfortable putting Greg Olson back in my starting lineups. Yeah, and Schefter also reported uh, early, early this morning, Cardinals uh, running back Kerwin Williams is questionable with a quad injury, is expected to play Sunday, but quad injury, you never know how that yeah. goes throughout a game that doesn't really matter. Cardinals and Giants, neither team is playing for the playoffs, so you, it's iffy. Yeah, and it's especially, no, that's that's a great point, and when you have a player like Kerwin Williams, somebody who's not somebody that you need to play, there's, yeah. there's no reason to push it, you know, when he's dealing with an injury as well. Austin, over at Soldier Field, getting ready for this Bears game, oh, I no. assume, Austin? Oh, no. Good morning, gentlemen. Championship Sunday. Thank you for taking my call. Congratulations, Mr. No problem, Austin. Our pleasure, bud. You going to the game today? You going to the game? I am. I'm walking walking there now. All right. All right. Quick question for you guys. Um, I'm in the championship. I got pretty stud running backs, so I am confident. But my quarterback situation is a little iffy. I got Jameis Winston going against Carolina, or I got Jimmy Garoppolo going against the Jaguars. Let me know. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say go with Jameis Winston. We kind of laid out Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers earlier today. The reality is this Jaguars defense is the best pass defense in the NFL. They get after it. really like what I've seen from Garoppolo as a future quarterback for the 49ers. But in terms of fantasy purposes today, you can even look at Garoppolo's numbers. He hasn't been able to pile on the touchdowns. Yeah. Winston, even in some losses for the Bucks, has been a very productive fantasy player for you the last three weeks. I would say it's pretty easy for me to go with Winston. I feel comfortable with him over Garoppolo today. Yeah, Winston over the last three weeks has had at least two touchdowns per game. He had two against the Packers, two against the Lions. He had three against the Falcons. So I would go with James Winston too. And then I think you're kind of hoping that it's a back-and-forth high-scoring game between the Panthers and the Bucks today. And then you are reaping the benefit of Jameis Winston scoring those touchdowns for you. That voice over there is Chris Bleck. You can hit him up, hit him up on Twitter, at Chris Bleck. I am Jeff Meller. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Or you can feel free to give us a call, 312-332-3776, right here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. That's how David got in. David in Plainfield, what is up? Hey, guys. Uh, good morning and happy holidays. I uh, got a tough question. I'm with Michael Thomas appearing on the injury report late yesterday. Do I roll the dice and throw him in? I hear he's active to play or throw in Zach Ertz. Is it a standard or PPR, David? Standard league. Standard league. Yeah, in a standard league, I'm going to say I'd go ahead and play Zach Ertz over Michael, Th- Michael Thomas. You know, and I'll admit, this is me being a little risk-adverse. I, I like... Nobody really knows exactly what Michael Thomas is going to be capable of when he gets out on the field. Again, if you missed it, he was a late add to the injury report with a hamstring injury. Uh, Adam Schefter is reporting he's expected to be active, but I will add that Ian Rappaport with a conflicting report because he says that Thomas is 50-50 and a game-time decision. So something you'll need to monitor, David. But again, like my play would be Zach Ertz. I feel a little safer. I hate putting guys out there dealing with hamstring injuries, not knowing exactly what I'm getting. That's just me being a little more risk-adverse as a fantasy manager, though. Sorry, I heard Ian Rappaport, and uh, the buzz this morning on Twitter from Ian Rappaport is that in a video that the NFL Network posted, Mm -hmm. Rappaport is saying that Ted Phillips is already doing research on possible replacements for John Fox for head coach. So if you're a Bears fan and you just heard that, Think about what I just said. Yes. And that that's all the buzz on Twitter this morning for me and Rappaport is that uh, the Bears are looking for a new head coach going forward. 
and that Ted Phillips is involved heavily in the research and planning for what they're going to do after the season. That's the key takeaway because everybody has pretty much expected that John Fox is done here in Chicago once the season ends. But as you just pointed out, Ian Rappaport reporting that Ted Phillips is putting together a list of candidates for to be the next head coaching job. And I think that's exactly what a lot of Bears fans don't want to hear. And Mongo and Fred Hubner will address your phone calls starting at 9 o'clock about this new development with the Chicago Bears. Because, yes. let's be real, I don't think there's going to be much Bears-Browns preview in that yeah, show. probably not a whole lot of breakdown. As Santa as... Claus Mongo is here to save the day. It's the best kind of Santa Claus. Let's try <laughs> Eric in Chicago. PPR. Hello, Eric. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, quick question. Pick two. Uh, PPR. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Goodwin, or D.D. Westbrook? All right, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Marquise Goodwin. We broke that down a little earlier with the target volume that should be there for him. And I actually like Sterling Shepard a lot today with Eli Manning. I think we saw last couple weeks Eli Manning, you know, definitely a more productive player than under when Ben McAdoo was there. And Sterling Shepard looks to be healthy again. Sterling Shepard I like a lot, especially in the PPR format. Yeah, Sterling Shepard had a really good game last week. He had 11 receptions, 16 targets, 139 yards, and a touchdown. I I like him as a player, and I think as a fancy play, I think he's got high value. I would go with Sterling Shepard as well. Finally looks healthy again. All right, rapid fire. Let's try and help some people out here. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, Jeff, here we go. Final two-minute warning for your championship game. Brian and Oak Lawn, Alex Smith, or Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford, and that one's pretty easy. Dave in Tinley Park wants to know, Goff, Rivers, Smith for the quarterback. So, Jared Goff, Phil Rivers, or Alex Smith. For me, I like Philip Rivers uh, in New York against the Jets over Jared Goff against Tennessee. Yinka on Twitter tweets us. He wants to know Larry Fitzgerald or Tyreek Hill. Ooh, got to keep Tyreek Hill in the lineup over Fitzy. Love Fitz, but uh, Hill has just been so good this year. And look, if he gets behind the defense, that's a touchdown. It's hard to stop. Tim wants to know, Goodwin or Aguilar, a standard league, a wide receiver question. Yeah, again, we've laid out the volume should be there for Goodwin. He's been kind of the guy we've talked about a lot today. I understand the Jags and Jalen Ramsey are a little bit scary. But again, I'll point out, DeAndre Hopkins, 13 targets last week, only had four catches, but 80 yards and a touchdown. You still can get some numbers against Jalen Ramsey. It is possible. Mm, I like this question. John and Pingree Grove wants a defense question. Rams, Bears, Eagles. All right, so let's go. Right. John, cross off the Bears. Let's not get crazy there. That one's getting a little too cute. Comes down to Rams versus the Titans or Eagles against the Raiders. And I, I like the way the Rams get after the quarterback. They showed it last week, you know, that when they get a lead, they just pin their ears back and go. Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn, I like the Rams and the possibility for touchdowns against uh, Mariota. TJ in Chicago, PPR needs to. Demarius Thomas, Sterling Shepard, Martavis Bryant, Bryant, uh, Antonio Gates, and Calvin Benjamin. Let's cross Gates and Benjamin right off the list. In the PPR, I'd go Demarius Thomas and Sterling Shepard, but I'm glad he brought up Martavis Bryant. I think if you're desperate and you're looking for an Antonio Brown replacement in your championship week this week, I would say Martavis Bryant is a very good option, and I like his opportunities against the Texans tomorrow on Christmas Day as the Steelers try and lock down that 
by. Ben on Twitter tweets us PPR League. He has Aguilar, Funches, Crabtree, Fitzgerald. He needs one of those three. Aguilar, Funches, Fitzgerald, and who was the other one? Crabtree for the Raiders. No, no Crabtree. Aguilar, Funches, Fitzgerald. Let's go with Devin Funches. I like him in the red zone. The opportunity hopefully will be there for Cam. All right, Matt and Bartlett. Uh, he has a Bryant Lewis dilemma. Oh, so in the and, he, and it says PPR, but I like Deion Lewis. The volume should really be there again. Rex Burkhead will be out, so he should see lots of carries. Although I will say, Mike Gillisley probably going to be back for the Patriots this week. Could be a goal line monster if you need a desperation play there. One last one, JDM on Twitter. Evans or Juju Smith Schuster? Let's go with. Juju Smith-Schuster with Antonio Brown out. Who would have thought it at this point at the beginning of the season? Wow. Can't believe it. All right, that's going to do it for us again. Thank you for listening all season to Fantasy Football Frenzy. I will be back next week. If you have some fantasy questions, we can address them. A lot of uh, fantasy football review and also just some good old-fashioned NFL breakdown as the playoffs are set. Again, thanks for listening. Hopefully all of you can win again your championship for chris black i'm jeff meller thanks a lot keep listening fred and Hub- fred hubner and mongo mcmichael will have bears Santa mongo and ted phillips searching for a coach coming up next right here on oh, espn no. 1000 championship